This is Chicago's Afternoon News. I'm Lisa Dent. Steve, Mary, Kevin, we're all here. And on the phone is Professor, let's make that Dr. Timothy Dore, Assistant Professor, School of Education and Social Policy at Northwestern. You know a thing or two about kids, students. I don't really know if we should just refer to them as young adults, but it's really more about the parents dropping those kids off at Northwestern and how they let go. And it is important to let go, right, Tim? Yeah, it it absolutely is. And, uh, you know, one of the things we should probably acknowledge is how difficult that is to you know, take this this child you've been rearing and raising and going through all the highs and the lows with and saying sort of goodbye to them. It's not really goodbye. Uh, as, as any parent who's had college-age kids knows, it's, it's not goodbye. They come back over and over and over again. But, but there, there is a letting go that we want to acknowledge is real. It, it hurts. It's hard just to sort of send them on this next part of the journey. Yeah, one of the kids that I drove to and from school um, carpooled with is, uh, well, moved into Butler over the weekend. And mm-hmm. his parents, I could see it in their eyes. They had smiles, but I could see in their eyes, this was their last one, how incredibly sad they were. It's that moment where you think, this is it. They're they're an adult. I, I'm letting go. But with GPS yeah. and with FaceTime <laughs> and with texting, parents really are not letting go, are they? Well, no, I think there's there's two things that need to happen is first of all, we should be joyful that we're we've we've brought them to this place and that they are able to go. I mean, this is really a moment of joy that they have you know, we've done our jobs, that we've gotten to this place where they're gonna become, you know, more of adults than they were just a you know, a few few months ago. So we should be joyful about that. And the other part of being an adult means doing things on your own. And so certainly uh, I think anyone who's taught junior high or middle school and high school knows one of the things we try to do in those years as teachers and as administrators is to help kids get to a place where they can fly on their own. And we, we, we sometimes have to remind parents that your job as a parent is to, is to get your kid to that place to fly on their own. And what a joyful, not sad moment that should be. John Williams, who has the midday show here on WGN, shared a story with me uh, that his nephew is just brilliant and all straight A's, but his sister somehow had a GPS on his phone or maybe she had it implanted in him. I don't know. But when he didn't go to physics class, she immediately sent him a text and said, you're in your dorm. Why are you not in physics class? Yeah, well, we... (laughs) We don't. We don't need that. That's that's called hovering, and you can call it helicoptering, or all kinds of other phrases that that uh, we use to talk about that. And you know, it's. I, I think we have to uh, keep in mind uh, that that you know our kids are their own people. You know, one of the things again, I'm a teacher with 32 years of, of experience, and one of the things that I have to learn to do every year is to meet each of my kids where he or she is. It's not about me putting myself on that child and imagining, oh, you know, that kid is how I was when I was in high school. Uh, You know, we do that as parents oftentimes. We imprint ourselves on our kids, and it's not fair to them. You know, it's not fair to them. They have to 
sort of be their own person. We have to, to, I think, again, be joyful in finding out who that person is. And then we have to allow them to do that. And, you know, we, we do have to be aware that some of that means doing things that are different than the way we would do them or we would want them to do that. Um, they're making their own decisions. And decision-making you know, is one of those topics we don't talk enough about in terms of how are we getting kids to a place where as they get older, they can make really good decisions and especially ethical decisions. Ethical decisions are the decisions we make when no one's looking. Mom's not looking. Dad's not looking. My friend's not looking. It's, this, you know, it's really what I base my values on. We have to do more, uh, have more conversations. But how are we helping kids make decisions earlier in their lives so that when they get to college, we don't have to worry about them? We can let them go. This is Dr. Timothy Dore, Assistant Professor, School of Education and Social Policy at Northwestern. You said you've been in in this business of teaching students for 31 years. So if you go back, Tim, to the point where your parents sent you off to college, that technology did not exist. Did they just, I know for me, they put, you get, you pack up your car and you go and they stand on the front lawn and they wave goodbye right. and... You know, you you hope you get a phone call in, but it's long distance and it was a whole different world. And I think for many of us who lived through that, we now rely on that technology because we want that constant connection. And are you saying that's something we should resist? Well, for sure. For sure. I, th- I think that the, the constancy of being connected and being online is exhausting. Uh, and, and for a kid to be constantly tethered to my mom or my dad is going to get in the way of my development, for sure. And, uh, you know, things are different. And, and at the same time, you know, I, have a, I have a daughter, my oldest daughter uh, of three uh, has gone through college now and she's living on her own. And she's 1,800 miles away. We, we literally sent her away. And, and uh, I will tell you that uh, we, we had to resist. And there was even a point where my daughter said to my wife, I don't want to talk to you every day. Uh, She was, again, this is where I say you have to meet your kids where they are. If they want their freedom and they want to live on their own, uh, then we have to allow that. And that may mean putting some rules in place before you go to college. It may be, hey, kiddo, let's let's talk every Sunday night at, at around 8 o'clock. Let's get on the – and what's great, I love to do video conferencing. I love seeing my daughter's face. I'd much rather see it than hear it, right? So let's do that once a week. Uh, if you need something, I'm here for you. And, you know, that's a good thing. Technology is wonderful when there is a need for an immediate, immediate response. But I would very much – check myself and say, if I'm talking to my kid every day on the phone or texting them even every day, on the, on the, uh, I, I would get a little worried about that. We need to give kids a chance to, if they're in a safe place and, they're, and, and we have confidence in them, I think we need to let them uh, have that experience of what does it mean to be an independent adult, but knowing that we are always going to be there to support them. And you can say that as many times as you want as a parent. I don't think you can say it enough to let the child know, I'm here for you, I'm supportive, but I'm not going to make all the decisions for you. That is a beautiful piece of advice. Thank you for joining us on Chicago's Afternoon News. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. If you have advice and you want to join us, the number is 312-981-7200. Some of your text messages coming up after Steve's newscast on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.